the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time once again for another look into God's infallible book as we welcome you to another broadcast of The Riches of Grace. This program is the radio voice of Grace School of the Bible and is brought to you by Christian people who believe the Bible to be the Word of God and who appreciate its power and authority. At the heart of our ministry is the desire to help you appreciate and rejoice in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. That's why we call this program The Riches of Grace. We're happy you've tuned our way today and trust that our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with a series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, President of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God. Thank you, Alex, and what a joy it is, again, my friends, to be able to turn to the Scriptures and allow the Spirit of God to speak to us through His Word. Today we're going to examine a, a topic of, uh, of uh, what is real uh, important in the Christian life, something that's very basic. Uh, the Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter 6, when he when he concludes the the great epistle to the Ephesians, he, he, he he's talked to them about their wealth in Christ, and then he's talked to them about their walk in Christ, and he says, finally, now, in other words, I want to leave you with these thoughts. He's going to have a closing thought to this great epistle, and you wonder, what in the world else could he talk about? And he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You know that issue about being strong in the Lord. There's a great deal of discussion today uh, about uh, about being strong. Uh, there's a great deal of discussion in, 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 in uh, Christian circles about uh, how we can impact the world about us and how we can make an impression on, on, in, in the culture and the, the society about us and how we can have a strong uh, impact, whether it's in the political arena or the economic arena or the, the social arena, uh, wherever, to be, to be uh, uh, a catalyst for truth and for justice and for, for right. And where does the strength for that come from? Where does that come from? And people are all the time talking about, you know, you know, the Lord will strengthen you to do this, and the Lord will strengthen you to do that, and the Lord will make you strong in this area. But it's fascinating that Paul doesn't say, be strengthened by the Lord. Uh, he, he wrote Timothy, he said, be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. He doesn't say be strengthened by the graces in Christ Jesus. And doesn't be, he doesn't say be strong by the Lord. You notice that? He said be strong in the Lord. Now those little prepositions uh, like by and in are very important. Um, the issue is being strong in the Lord. You see, God has given us a position a standing, an identity in Christ. And and our strength is in that identity that he's given us in Christ. Our strength as believers is, is found in who God has made us in his Son. It's not something that we have to seek to obtain. 
It's not something he has to give to us that we don't already have. And that's that's something you have to uh, sort of get a little mental shift in your mind to realize you're not – you don't have to go to God to get God to give you something. God has already given you everything he wants you to have. And he gave it to you in Christ. In fact, in the book of Ephesians, we are told in great detail who we are in Christ Jesus. He says in the third verse of the first chapter, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. In other words, you and I have been been given all these things that God has for us. Every spiritual benefit that God has for us is already ours. We're made complete in Christ. Now, that's where you start from. That's not where you try to get to. That's where the Christian life begins. You're not down at the bottom of a ladder with a pot of gold up at the top and a pot of blessings at the top that you have to climb up the ladder to get to. You're not on a treadmill that if you run fast enough, you run hard enough, you run straight enough, and you run long enough, you'll get God to bless you. Rather, God puts you in Christ and how shall he that spared not his own son also with him freely give us all things? And the book of Ephesians uh, tells us in detail who we are in Christ and what it means to be one with him and how he sees us, how God sees us in the spiritual accomplishments of his son. That's what it means to be in Christ. When God looks at you, He sees you in the spiritual accomplishments and victories of his Son. We're baptized, as many of us have been baptized into Jesus Christ, have been baptized into his death. We've been buried with him by baptism into death, that we might be raised with him to walk in newness of life. You see, the issue, and I say it every time I quote that passage in Romans 6, you know that the baptism in Romans 6, that we're baptized into Jesus Christ, has nothing to do with a water ceremony. I mean, you know that instinctively. I got an email from a fellow recently. He says, well, Jordan, everybody in church history for 2,000 years has known Romans 6 as water baptism. Well, no, they haven't. No, they haven't. You're just talking about the crowd you hang around with. That's all you're talking about. Uh, you're talking about uh, the crowd that you run with, and uh, you've got blinders on. You don't see anybody else but you, and you don't think anybody else got any truth but you, and you're right and everybody else is wrong. That's the only reason. That's the only reason anybody say something like that. The historic Christian position is, well, the historic Christian position has been wrong over and over and over and over again, hadn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know that. The issue isn't what your tradition is. The issue isn't what your church says, your preacher says, or what you want to be right. The issue is what God says. And when you just think about that, know you not that as many of us have been baptized into Jesus Christ, have been baptized into his death. What did the verse say you were baptized in? It didn't say you were baptized in water. It said you were baptized into Jesus Christ. Now you think about that. How in the world could that ever be accomplished? How in the world could that ever happen? Well, you know it isn't a natural thing, a normal thing, a physical thing. It has to be a supernatural thing. It has to be something God did. You couldn't do that. No preacher, no priest, no pundit, no, no one on your behalf could accomplish that. It's something God did. 
the moment you trusted Jesus Christ? The Bible says, by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. You see, every time the word baptized shows up in the Bible, you shouldn't just automatically go, water. You know, people people have that kind of reaction, knee-jerk reaction. But there's a lot of different kind of baptisms in the Bible besides water baptism. And the one in Romans 6 and the one in 1 Corinthians 12, and the one in Galatians 3, and the one in Colossians 2, well, those are all spirit baptism. The one in Ephesians 4, 5, the one baptism there, is by one spirit. Are we all baptized into one body? And the one baptism performed by the one spirit into the one body of Christ puts you into Jesus Christ. And in Christ, when you're there, God sees you in the spiritual accomplishments of His Son. We're resting in His work, in His glorious accomplishments of what He's done at Calvary. The finished work of the cross provides a finality for me, for everything where God took care of all that's wrong with me, and the reality of His resurrection life is my present possession because I'm in Him. Now, in Ephesians chapter 1, the answer to the great cosmic issues of the age are identified to be in Christ. What do people want? What do they need? What are, what are the things that stir the minds of people and the hearts of people and the lives of people? Well, people are alienated. They want to be loved. They want to be important. They want to belong. They want to have an identity that's significant on the negative side of that, they feel alienated, cut off, unloved, unimportant, a nobody. And thus they strive to gain love. Just give me enough relationships and I'll show people that I am worthy of love. Some I can get somebody to love me, value me. I can get somebody to let me belong to their group. I can get an identity. And that drives people. Well, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, he says that God has blessed us according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. You want to be loved? You want to be important? You want to belong to something? You want to have an identity? How about that? I mean, God is, he chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He chose us. He looked at us and he loved us. And he had a purpose. You know what you do when you choose something? You select it out because you got something you want to do with it. He chose us in him. That's that's the issue of God choosing, selecting And he says he did it before the foundation of the world. God had a design for you before the world began. And when you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are put into something that God has been planning to do, has been purposing to do, has been thrilled about the prospects of accomplishing since before the foundation of the world. Now, you notice the verse says that he's chosen us in him, in Christ. It didn't say he chose you to be in Christ. It says he chose you in Christ. It's when you are in Christ, you then share his identity. You share share his 
identity, who he is. Now, how do you get into Christ? Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 21, is a very important verse in this regard. 1 Corinthians 1, 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. You see, God is absolutely sovereign. That's what the word God means. And in his sovereign free will, God chose to save them that believe. Those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, God is pleased. God has chosen to save. When you believe the gospel, you, you, you lost all your confidence in the wisdom of the world, and you submitted to the final authority of God's word. And when you were placed into Christ, when you when you believed the gospel, believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, trusted him, you, when you relied exclusively on him to be your Savior, the Savior that he died for you to be. Now, I'm not talking about, and God's not talking about, and Paul's not talking about trusting Christ to help you do the things you couldn't do for yourself. Salvation is recognizing you couldn't do anything to save yourself. All the things you did came short of the glory of God. And just like someone trying to jump over a a, a, a canyon, a hundred foot canyon, some people could jump twenty feet, some people could jump fifty feet, and some people could jump eighty feet, but they all came short and thus they all fell to their death. It isn't how far you can jump, it's the fact that you don't jump far enough. It's not how much further than me you can get, it's the fact that you don't get as far as God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And you're not as perfect as Jesus Christ. And you are a sinner. And therefore God took his son and put him on the cross and gave his soul an offering for your sin so that he could have you as his own chosen possession. He chose you. God made a... a, a, a an act of his own sovereign free will to provide for you a place in his family. And having predestinated us, verse 5 says, under the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Here's something God is thrilled to do. He's, He's thrilled not only to choose you, but to adopt you. Now, that word, the adoption of children, we use that word in a lot of different ways. The, the legislature will adopt a bill. That means the, the Webster's defines the word adoption to take by choice into a relationship. That's what you do when you adopt a child into your family. That's what you do when the legislature adopts a uh, a, uh, a, a bill in, in, in Congress or in uh, the state legislature, the city government. You adopt something. You adopt a measure. You take by choice into a relationship. God has taken you by choice into a relationship with him. You see, God knew everything about you, yet he accepts, he accepts you because you're in his son. He loves you in his son. And he wants you to be part of his family because you're in his son. And he wants you to sit at the table with the family as full-grown adults 
in Christ. Now you know where the answer to the alienation and the and, and the and the the, uh, uh, the the drive to be loved and important and to belong and have an identity and to be you know where that is? It's in Christ. People feel not only alienated, they feel guilty. Um, unresolved guilt is one of the one of the great hindrances uh, in the hearts of people today. We live in an age when the greatest debility in in, in American culture is is is, is emotional debility. Uh, emotional, emotion, they call it mental illness and emotional illness. And they, they talk about uh, the depression and, and those kind of things. And, and those are the great things that people fight in mass. Most of what they're fighting is really guilt that's unresolved, that's undealt with, that's unsettled. You see, people want to be approved. They want to be accepted. So Ephesians 1, 6 says, To the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved. You see, the reason people feel guilty is because they are. <laughs> it isn't because they aren't. And trying to talk into believing you know, that you aren't guilty or that you aren't responsible or that you can rename your, your sin and it isn't really sin, people feel guilty because they are. But Jesus Christ has taken away the guilt. God made him to be sin for us. He took our shame. He took our guilt. And you don't have to be guilty anymore. Jesus died for your sins, that he might give you his righteousness, that he might make you acceptable to God in him. And if you've been made acceptable to God in Christ, no matter what any other human thought about you, you'd have the acceptance that really counted. People feel trapped. They feel imprisoned, enslaved. They want to be free. They want to be liberated. I want, I want to. I, I just want to be able to free to live. Well, verse seven says in Ephesians one, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. Redemption. That's a great Bible word. You know what that word means? It means to be set free. It means to be set at liberty. It means to have. Uh, it means not to have to sin anymore. To be released from the enslavement of sin. You know, before you come to Christ, you you think you're free, but you weren't. You were really a slave, and you couldn't help yourself. And and sin was so so much a part of your life. And Jesus says, whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. And it, it became such a part of your life that people would look at you and you'd look at your life and say, well, it's just natural for me to do that. And Jesus Christ comes along and sets you free from that. He died to redeem you. He died to set you free so you don't have to do the thing that you're doing that you don't want to do. You're free. That's what redemption is all about. That's what his blood was shed for. People are angry. They're estranged. And they want peace. They want, they, they, want, they, they, want, they want to be some harmony and some peace in their heart. And he says, we have the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Forgiveness. Forgiveness is what brings peace. Therefore, being justified by God, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. My friend, you don't have to be angry anymore. 
You don't have to be at war with the world or at war with God or at war with your neighbor or at war with your family or at war with yourself. Jesus Christ paid the penalty. The war is over. In him, in Christ, we have peace. People are drifting aimlessly along, and they want some purpose, some direction. I see young people all the time, and they, they struggle with that natural struggle that you do as a young person when you begin you move into, into adult life in late teens and early 20s, and, and you, what am I going to do with my life? And, and, and I see young people all the time, and I think, boy, there's someone, somebody's going to come along and scoop them up and use them, <laughs> you know, and there, there's a great potential in this person and that person, and you have to make the, you want purpose and meaning and direction. I talked to a man one time, and he was, he'd tried to commit suicide, and he, he, his, his reasoning was, I get up in the morning, I, I go to work, I come home in the evening, I, I stop at the, the grocery store and I buy a six-pack of beer and, and some, uh, uh, some things to eat, and I go and I sit down in the evening and I drink the six-pack, I eat my food, I watch the TV, I go to bed, I get up in the morning, I go to work, I go by the store, buy the six-pack, go home, drink it, eat it, go to bed. He said, I've been doing that for seven years, and I'm tired of it. If that's all there is to life, I won't out. Ephesians 1, verse 8, Paul says, And the riches of his grace God has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to the good pleasure which he purposed in himself, how that God has a plan and a purpose. And by the way, as a believer, you're a part of it. He says, In whom we also have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the working uh, according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. As a believer, you're part of something big and wonderful that God's doing in Christ today. And there is a purpose. You're created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God before ordained that we should walk in them. You see, it's because we're in Christ that we're strong. It's because we're in Christ. The religious system requires works, uh, to get saved, to stay saved, to prove you're saved. The world allures, Satan tempts to doubt your salvation. But in Christ, we're secure. In Christ, we have everything that we could ever need out there because of who God has made us in his Son. And we're not talking about religion. We're not talking about things that you do to try to help yourself, clean yourself up, make yourself ready for God. We're talking about what God has done for you in His Son. My friend, if you've never personally chosen to rely exclusively on Jesus Christ and Him alone as your Savior, you need to do that right now. If you have a question about that, if there's something you don't understand, we're going to give you a phone number in a minute. You call us and you let us talk with you over an open Bible about it. But you need to get that settled today. And when you, if you have trusted Christ, and when you have trusted Christ, you need to realize that that very instant God made you complete in Jesus Christ. And every need you ever had has been satisfied there. And God made you a part of something that he's, planned, he's doing, something he planned before the foundation of the world and is going to accomplish in the ages to come. And you need to get in your Bible and find out who God made you in Christ and what it is, what the good works that he before ordained that you walk in them how those things can live in your life. 
He gave his life for you at Calvary so he could give his life to you when you trusted him, so he could live his life through you day by day as you walk by faith and an intelligent understanding of God's Word to you. That's why we like to give you a free Bible study tape that will help you to to develop an understanding of these things. Uh, Our tape today is called Our Great Salvation. You need to begin to develop a category uh, of, of the blessings and the identity that God has given you as a saint of the Most High God. In fact, we have a list uh, written out of, of over 60 of these things that we'll be glad to give you, too, if you'd like to have it. But you need to know how uh, these things uh, became yours in Christ, what it is God gave you, and how they live and work in your life. Uh, how are they going to work in your life if you don't know them, if you don't understand them? Let me give you this free Bible study tape, Our Great Salvation. You simply call us here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. You request your copy of the Bible study, Our Great Salvation, and we'll see that you get a free copy. You know, my friend, there's nothing going to be more wonderful in your life ever, bar none, than to have God's Word working in you because you believe it. And appreciating, learning about, and appreciating who God has made you in Christ, that's the key to the Christian life. That's the key to everlasting life. That's the key to having God's life live in you, in the details of your life, day in and day out, for God's glory. 888-535-2300, that's the number to call to get this Bible study. If you'd rather write me, you can do that, of course. Write us here at the Riches of Grace, P.O. Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's Box 9797. Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. If you're on the World Wide Web, you can find us at graceimpact.org. Just one word, graceimpact.org. We're trying to be easy to locate. We've got some information we want to put into your hands that will transform your life for God's glory. It'll make a difference in your life, as it has in countless others. The easiest way to get in touch with us, if you have a question, by the way, a prayer request, there are folks at the phone number who would be happy to talk with you out of an open Bible. 888-535-2300. That's the number to call to get your free copy of this Bible study, Our Great Salvation. And when when you're talking to the folks on the phone, if you're a real student of God's Word, or if you desire to be an in-depth student, or if you have a real heart to serve the Lord as, as, as an ambassador for Christ, let me tell you about our, our three-year Bible Institute program, Grace School of the Bible. Grace School of the Bible is designed for you to uh, be, be edified, brought to maturity quickly, according to the Pauline design for the edification of the believer. Now, you say, well, Brother Jordan, I don't know if I want to go to school for three years. Well, you don't have to take the whole three-year curriculum at one time. You can take individual classes along the way. And the the curriculum is available. It's called Bible Edification by Extension through the use of video. And what we do is we have the classes available for us to send the school to you. You don't have to come to us. We'll send the school to you, uh, and it can fit into your scheduling demands and into your life rather than uproot you and bring you to where we are. We'll send the class to you. You can be trained right where you are and continue your life and ministry in the community where you are. But the key is that you'll get the edification out of God's Word rightly divided, and you'll get it God's way. The Apostle Paul is the one that said perfected saints that are to do 
the work of the ministry. And he's also the one in the scripture that God uses to teach us how to perfect the saints. If you want to be a student of God's word, a serious student, not just casual, but a serious student, you you owe it to yourself to look into Grace School of the Bible. 888-535-2300. That's the number to call to get information about Grace School of the Bible. Also, can I tell you that there are people in your area, right where you're listening to this radio program, who love the message of grace and appreciate the Word of God rightly divided? They're the folks that put us on this radio station each week. They, they, the, the message of grace has gripped their hearts, and they've put their money where their heart is in, in, in buying the airtime for us to be on this program week after week and teach you God's Word rightly divided. If you don't have an assembly to attend this weekend where God's Word is rightly divided, where the grace message is clearly proclaimed, and the grace life is the issue, then, friends, you're robbing yourself and your family, if you have one, of the greatest asset that you could ever have in your life. And there are people in your neighborhood, your locality, that rejoice in these truths and meet around these truths just that way. Let me put you in touch with them, will you? You call me here at uh, 888-535-2300, and we'll get you in touch with the folks in your area who uh, who uh, put this program on the air and who rejoice in and stand for God's Word rightly divided. 888-535-2300, that's the number to call. Thanks for being with us today. We're certainly glad you've joined us, and we look forward to being with you again next week at the same time. Until then, Maranatha. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.